I just couldn't resist a little bit of breaking news riff at the beginning. Welcome to the She Built This podcast. I know that we have quite a few new listeners, so I wanted to just take a moment before we dive in to orient you to the show. More than ever before, there are tons of amazing podcasts out there. There are things for you to listen to, and there are inspiring books for you to read. And these things are put forth into our world by amazing and wonderful and inspiring women who have made it. And they pave the way in showing you how to do so too. And, you know, honestly, my bookshelves and my podcast feed are full of these things too. I have the things like Brene Brown and Cheryl Sandberg, and I've read R- Rachel Hollis and Michelle Obama and all of those wonderful ladies, they offer these great stories for us. They teach us to be vulnerable. They remind us to lean in, pave the way as we pivot, and they give us all of these formulas and frameworks for success. Now that I've set them up to sound absolutely fabulous, I want to warn you and let you know that I am not one of these women who have made it. I'm no one super, super special. I'm not like a sparney pants that knows everything. I'm a mere peasant. I'm a commoner. Um, My name is Emily Aborn, and chances are that for many of you, I am a lot like you. I am a normal person. I sometimes want to cry because of something stupid, like the fact that my computer won't download the photo that I want it to, or when my printer runs out of ink and I don't know how to replace it until my husband gets home from work. I get discouraged, and I want to throw the towel in just because it's Monday, and for no other reason other than that, and maybe like you, I find myself comparing myself to other people. I feel overwhelmed, behind. I feel like I will never be enough. And I don't have a framework for instant success. I don't even have really a special acronym to share with you. But that is why I wanted to start the She Built This podcast. That is why the She Built This community exists because we are real women. And this podcast is the business podcast for real women, for you if you are hustling, if you are a mompreneur, solopreneur, it is for entrepreneurs who know that there is something great inside of them that they are working to build and create. And it's that encouragement in your ear to keep on going and to keep on following your dreams and don't throw your computer and discover more about what you really want along the way and who you really are inside. So with that all said, this podcast is also part of a community that we are building and growing each and every day called She Built This. The community is open to women all over the world who want to be connected with other genuine and real women just like them who are growing their businesses too. And I encourage you to jump on board with us and learn more by visiting shebuiltthis.org. We will always have a seat at our table for you. And we want to be the ones cheering you on in your journey. Now that you know a little bit more about what this is all about, let's get on with today's episode. Today, I want to talk about when someone poo-poos on your idea or tells you that your baby is ugly. And I don't mean your actual baby. That would be a horrible thing for a person to do. But I mean a baby like something you are creating um, or an idea you're brewing up. So let's get to it. Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you.
Alright, so we are finally through what I like to call the holiday vortex, and that is the time between probably about December 22nd when people decide to stop checking their email to um, the first Monday in January. And I really took advantage of this holiday vortex and did a lot of um, reflection and relaxing. And I worked on that darn to-do list that has just been like looming over me with some of those tasks since, I don't know, September, October. Um, And I got a lot of those things done. It felt really, really good. So I hope that you also had a relaxing holiday and a happy new year. And here we are in 2021. If you have been listening for a while, um, you know that a couple of months ago, honestly, I can't keep track of the months anymore, so I have zero clue which month it actually was, but we finished watching The Queen's Gambit. I really loved the show. Um, I loved it for multiple reasons. I liked seeing a triumphant heroine, obviously, Um, and I loved that despite all odds, like including her own demons that she had to kind of battle, she uh, really, I shouldn't tell you how it ends, so never mind. I just liked that she had a lot going against her and she fought through it. Um, I also really liked the decade that it was set in, um, and I really liked the main actress, Anna Taylor-Joy, and the camera work with her. But here is what I liked even more. The Queen's Gambit has been viewed by 62 million people, and the producer, Alan Scott, he shared recently on the BBC News how it took him 30 years to write this with nine rewrites. And every single studio he showed his um, screenplay to said, I think that's what it's called, a screenplay, said that no one would be interested in a show about chess. And now 62 million people have watched his show. So, you know, I read this statistic and I was like, wow. It is like when someone tells you that a brand new idea of yours is no good. Like they just take a giant shat on it. It's essentially like telling you, I mean, it's not really like telling you your baby is ugly, but it's kind of, I imagine like that, but I don't have a baby, nor has anyone told me a baby was ugly. So I cannot speak to that. Um, But anyway, has anyone ever poo-pooed on an idea that you shared with them? Or maybe you even do this to yourself. You look at something that you're working on And then you compare yourself to somebody else and then you get frustrated because you are not there yet or you start to question your idea and you wanted to be, you know, you wanted to be successful yesterday and you're looking around at all these other people who are already there. So this has happened to me on several occasions and I wanted to share them with you because I think that there's some ways we can navigate this when people do kind of poo-poo on our ideas or we do it to ourselves. One of these occasions happened very recently, and I took it a little bit harder than the other times. Well, actually, let's just be honest. I take them all pretty hard. Um, But I'm going to tell you about the three times specifically and what the outcomes were. And then we can use this as tactics going forward when this happens to us in the future. So to reiterate, this podcast is about a moment in building your dreams when something bucks up against that dream and what you're trying to grow. And it's about when you are that thing that bucks up against it and you start to doubt yourself um, and how we can overcome some of that negative internal or external feedback. So when I was a young girl, um, I used to come up with a ton of ideas. I was like always creating businesses and writing book plots and, you know, stuff that my family should try out as new rituals and routines together. I was like always trying to get people on board with game night or whatever it was. 
So first of all, I realized that at age 12, like I may have thought that they were very good ideas, but they were probably not extremely good ideas. They were just literally ideas. Like a 12-year-old's brain is probably not as clever as I thought mine was. Um, But I remember one time in particular, I presented either a business idea or a website idea to my dad. And he started asking me all of these very challenging questions in kind of a negative way, as well as telling me like why it probably would not work. Now, for some backstory, my dad wasn't like a negative person. I think in this moment, he just really wanted the best for me. And he wanted to challenge me to think about the obstacles before they came up. But as a kid, and you know, somebody that is always like, yeah, yeah, you can do it. Anything can happen. Anything's possible. Um, I took it really hard. And a lot of times after hearing his side of things and him challenge my ideas, I would just give up. And so, you know, after a while, I stopped sharing these ideas with people because I was really scared of people poo-pooing on them. And I was, it kind of like paralyzed me into inaction. So that is one thing we can do. We can let it paralyze us into inaction when someone tells us that our idea isn't going to go anywhere or that it's no good. I'm going to go ahead and not recommend this technique. Um, Now, once in a while, when I asked to go somewhere or do something and my dad told me no, and I felt like it was unjustified, this is what I would do. I would head into my room and I would write out bullet points or like an essay defending my case. And then I would go back to him and read it. And usually when I did this, he would concede because I had taken the time to make really valid arguments and shown him that what I wanted to do was not as bad as what he was saying. So that let me do what I wanted to do. And I'm, I'm not talking about like things that I shouldn't have been doing. This could have been something as simple as like going to a sleepover at a friend's house or um, watching something that I might not otherwise have been able to watch because it was on the Rotten Tomatoes list or something. So just little things that I got an instant no to, I would come back and say like, well, here's actually why you should let me do this thing. So the lesson here is twofold. Um, not everyone is going to be privy to hearing you, your new ideas. And some of them you will want to keep to yourself, you know, and especially if you're not in the stages to be able to handle negative feedback, I would recommend that you kind of hold on to that idea until you've really honed in on it. Um, and maybe even answered some of those questions in that argument before they even come up so that you already have them ready to go in your back pocket. Like you already know what the objections are going to be and you're ready to stand up and face them. But again, not everyone deserves to hear what you're building and what your dreams are. And if it's somebody that's going to present you with all these reasons why it can't happen, you can hold that near and dear to your heart. You know, their energy their like negative energy is real and it can be defeating before you even try to get started. So conversely, I would challenge you that if you've had this happen or you experience it, just take some time, go sit down and make your own list of why it can happen, why it should happen, why you're the one to do it and who it's going to benefit and how. Like kind of let those that experience um, help you to make your message even better Um, and you know, that those experiences in writing those little essays and bullet points, I guess those were kind of like my first stab at a business plan, if you will. Um, All right. So experience number two, when we first set out to start our mattress store in 2014, people would look at me like I had six heads when I told them we were opening an organic mattress and bedding shop. I always got the question, can you eat it? And it was like, 
I'm not ever laughing at that because it's not funny. <laughs> um, but despite all of people's pushback and a lot of raised eyebrows, especially when we went to go to the bank to get a business loan, they were like, uh, we've never heard of this before ever in our lives. We were pretty confident because we had actually done the market research. We had a business plan. We'd seen it done. And, and actually, I had experience working for somebody that made it successful. And I knew it was going to succeed. And the business did succeed apart from, you know, like our personal and emotional state. Um, we, we decided to close it because it was the right time to do so. And we sort of had to face a reality that it wasn't going to be sustainable long term. But when I started, she built this, I was transitioning out of that mattress store. And I sat down and had lunch with somebody whom like, I, I started to feel like maybe she had my best interest in mind. And I shared, she was just like pushing and pushing and pushing me to share and sort of squeeze the idea out of me. So I did, I shared like a little inkling of it. It wasn't fully formed in my brain. And I had just kind of like to give a little bit of it out. Um, and she said, basically, everyone's already doing XYZ. The list went on. I was crushed. She basically took a giant shat right there on my idea. And while I held it together the rest of the lunch, um, I did get into my car and like cried wee 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 all the way home. And then again, cried when I got home to my husband. But here's the thing. Not everyone's opinion matters. And I don't know if she had ulterior motives or she just was like, oh, I'm going to help this girl and give her some, you know, constructive feedback and criticism. Um, but I let, I gave away my power when I let her word kind of dictate how I felt. So it's really important to remember not to take these things personally. Some people just talk to hear themselves talk. You know what I mean? Like they don't even have a reason for saying what they say. They just talk to hear themselves talk. And we have the choice of whether or not we internalize these things and let them be our stories. So I think it's important to really step back from their words. And I mean, you can go ahead and ask yourself, like, are they jealous? Are they truly thinking of me? Are they thinking of themselves? Are they just talking to talk? And you know what? I used that conversation to light a huge fire under me after we had it. Like, I let myself be down in the dumps and have a little pity party. And then I was like, nope, Emily, put your blinders on. This is your dream. You're making it happen. Um, and then I did. I put one sip one foot in front of the other. And I did it the way that I felt I needed to do. And if she had been someone near and dear to me, or somebody that I felt like was really trustworthy or in my inner circle, I would have taken her feedback and probably utilized it. But I, you know, it wasn't that situation. So number two, um, you can actually use what they say to help you kindle your fuel even more. So you can like help their feedback to hone in and make your message even clearer and your mission even clearer. And then you can also use like if people are giving you negative feedback and you know you're onto something good, you can just use that as kindling to fire, like fuel that flame, fire that, I don't know, you know, it's Monday, honestly, when I'm recording this. So talking is not exactly in the repertoire. Um, anyway, last story, and this one is recent, so it's still a little tiny bit raw. Um, I'm working on like a top secret project and only Jason and my coach Casey really know about it. But I decided that I would go out on a limb and share it with someone who I thought would appreciate the notion. And, you know, as I'm saying these stories, I'm obviously realizing that part of the problem is choosing to share your ideas with the wrong people or at the wrong time. But I think maybe third time is the charm and I've learned my lesson. So I decided to share it with somebody and 
it came back like edited and with suggestions. And I don't think it was in that stage yet. Like it wasn't in the edit me and add suggestion stage. It was in like the, this is my baby and it's not pretty. <laughs> um, and, and someone told me that it was ugly and it was really defeating. I mean, I was feeling very ultra sensitive and I hadn't even reread it like once. Like I hadn't made any edits or, or anything. It was basically like the brain dump of all brain dumps. And I think I just wasn't prepared for the feedback. So it taught me a really valuable lesson about vulnerability. Like, you know, I know that word gets tossed around all the time and it's kind of like an ethereal term, but this helped to really put it concretely for me. And when I mean concretely, like it felt like an actual bag of concrete. Um, now, she, this person was not being malicious. She definitely has my best interests in mind. And she wasn't even dumping on my idea. She just wanted to give me constructive criticism and feedback, but it wasn't in the stage for that yet. And so that's also something you have to take into consideration when you're sharing your ideas, like what stage are you in and where are you in getting criticism and feedback? And I think when you go to share something and say you're not ready for it yet, you can tell the person, like, I'm not ready to hear anything bad about this. I just want you to tell me that this is awesome or you're all on board. Don't say anything negative about it at all. It's okay to say that. I think for me, it's a little, it's funny, like I really do see myself as a constant cheerleader for people. And I feel like so often, no matter what they do, it's like I always am saying, yeah, you great idea, great name, great everything. But that's because I know that it's a dream near and dear to them. And I never want to be that person that tells them that their dream isn't going to work. And I also do believe that if you have enough power and or passion and enough like chutzpah behind you, you can pretty much make anything happen. Um, so, you know, maybe my technique of being a constant cheerleader, maybe that's not helpful or useful either. And maybe now that I've said that, people are like, well, I'm not going to ask Emily's opinion anymore. Um, but if somebody really, truly asked for my feedback, I'm going to take time and I'm going to give it to them. And I think that's where it comes in to play where you need to give the person the permission to give you the feedback. And, and, you know, it can be, you know, sometimes I say, I want brutally honest feedback and that is okay to do too. So with the last person's feedback, I am actually taking it really deep to heart and um, I'm going to actually use this to make my idea better. I'm not like totally ready to read all the feedback yet, but when I am, I am going to use it to make the idea better. And I think the the moral of this is like all of these no's, they really help us to perfect what the yes is. They really help us to bring us closer to that target so that we can hone in on and streamline and tailor and make our ideas and our businesses and our concepts really relatable and understandable. And, and when we put them out into the world, they will be a lot cleaner and better for it. So just sort of to recap, you know, choose really wisely who you share your ideas with. If you are being vulnerable, like I said, it might be a good idea to share with them and tell them your expectations or like how you need feedback delivered. What stage are you in? How sensitive are you feeling? Is this your firstborn child? Can you handle someone telling you it's ugly? If not, maybe you should let them know. Um, and like I said, it's totally okay to tell them, just lie to me and tell me it's adorable until I'm ready to face the facts. Um, but then also remember, take feedback as an opportunity to grow and to hone in on what you're working on 
and perfect it and make it even better. And then I think when someone gives you a no or shoots down what you're building, or if that person is you, sit down and make yourself a yes list, a why you can, a should list, a what exactly this is. And look at that list often. And don't be afraid to cheer yourself on, you know. Um, And don't be scared of those big ideas that you have, because I know you and I know that some of them are really, really big. And you think that they're intimidating and too, too big. Um, But just put yourself out there and start building what you really want to build. And from a market perspective, just to close, um, I think it's really important to research and make sure that there are clients out there that have, of course, or that want, of course, what you're offering. But do keep your blinders on when it comes to other people's opinions. Because if you've done the research and you know that you have something good, um, there are lots and lots of people out there that are going to give you their opinions. People love to share their opinions, but at the end of the day, it's about you, it's about what you think of you, and it's about the work that you're doing and the impact you're making that really matters. Um, So, you know, if you haven't found a group of people that supports you when you're building your dreams, coming up with your ideas, and you want like a whole powerhouse full of cheerleaders and a positive group tank, group think tank. I told you I couldn't talk today. Um, We are here for you in the She Built This community, and that's exactly what you can expect out of it. Um, We also dive in even a bit deeper. The VIP community is a little bit more snug, and you also get a whole lot of extra business building perks. You can learn about both of these at shebuiltthis.org. And last but definitely not least, if you've made it this far, please, 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 pretty please with a cherry on top. Take a few seconds to write me a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me and help me to know that you're cheering me on and say that my dream is okay. You'll be like opposite of poo-pooing on my idea. That'd be amazing. So I will see you next week. I have a super exciting guest. I have like three super exciting guests coming on soon. Um, I can't wait to share them with you. So this next one is going to be the perfect guest for January as we're trying to like build habits and um, create better ways of living in our life. So I'll see you then and have a great week. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.